0: hey maggie hey anna guess what tell me everything
1: we're gonna have a substantial number of the cast of immortal longings on our show
0: now these are ucsb students slash alum yeah young alum Mm -hmm. who are back for
1: naked shakes yes and they're doing a combo of anthony and cleopatra Julius Caesar with a little taste of George Bernard Shaw. Just a little dash. Just to make it like extra
0: interesting. Just to really make people think about it. So let's hear it. Let's do it.
1: Hey, Maggie. Hey, Anna. We have the cast or some of the cast of Immortal Longings.
0: Now, this is an Irwin Apple production out Mm -hmm. at UCSB. Mm -hmm. And we're very excited to hear about this because this is going to be the first production that UCSB puts out in the end of summer, early fall.
1: That's right. This is a Naked Shakes, now more naked than ever.
0: More naked than ever.
1: Now that they're online, it's like crazy, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I guess that's that's kind of the first question is, what does Zoom theater look like?
1: Well, before we ask... I love that question, Maggie. It's a great question. (laughs) Before we ask it, maybe we should ask like big questions about w- what is this play? Because what is that life? is not known in the Shakespeare canon. That's true. right.
0: That's very true.
1: That's not like the 29th play or something. <laughs> All right. So um, we have Cyrus Roberts here who plays Brutus. And we have Jared Webb here who is an alum playing Julius Caesar. Harry Davis, a senior from UCSB playing Mark Antony. And Shekinah Bryant, a senior in the BFA acting program, playing Cleopatra. So probably from the names of those characters, our, our audience knows that this is, you know, at least Antony and Cleopatra related. But it's also pulling in plot from Julius Caesar. And did I hear George Bernard Shaw In the description. Did we hear that right? I know. I'm going to have to ask them about that. Please um, do. Maybe uh, Cyrus, I'm going to ask you, what is this play? What happens during this play?
2: So Antony and Cleopatra could almost be seen as a sequential play to Julius Caesar, as in they take place in the same role. And Antony and Cleopatra references events of Julius Caesar. Right. And so in order to create a cohesive uh, production, our director, Erwin Apple, cut out certain parts of both plays and introduced a narrator character played by the the role of Eno Barbas in order to kind of create a spine through both of them. And Mm -hmm. there were some Mm -hmm. scenes from... George Bernard Shaw's uh, play, in which interspersed and talks about the relationship between Julius Caesar and Cleopatra.
1: Oh wow, that's kind of fascinating. And is that more like narrative, just sort of like a narrator voice coming on, or is it also? Characters? Yeah, it's,
2: it's in a very it's in the very contemporary voice. Mm, I see, but um, it's 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 still it it doesn't really it's not really jarring in comparison mm-hmm. to. The uh, Shakespearean language, it, it, I think it actually kind of hmm. unifies pretty really well.
1: I see. So, um, I remember you, you telling us that you play Brutus, and that's mo- that's in the Julius Caesar portion. Is that correct? Yes. So, do you get to do the the big your big speech, Brutus's big speech?
2: I do. Uh, Erwin may sort to keep in the the famous parts.
1: Uh huh. Yeah,
2: and just. just just some things were were switched around because the the play is still like pretty long, but it's, it's not as long as it would be with having both of them uncut back to back.
1: Right. Sure. Okay. Um, Well, thank you, Cyrus. Let me ask Jared. So Jared, what, um, what was it like hearing coming back to UCSB to play a role, especially Julius Caesar?
3: Yeah, I mean, I uh I've I've done a lot of naked shicks. I've I've been working with Irwin, you know, uh, through my entire BFA, I think. Um I I did well started with uh, Much Ado and then I did King Lear, did Hamlet. Um and then then I graduated and you know, I've been doing theater in Chicago for the past year. Mm-hmm. And uh and so then, you know, like with everything happening right now, not a lot of theater happening.
0: Right. Um <laughs>
3: But, uh, we, uh, Erwin and I like talked for a bit and, you know, just catching up and, uh, and then he also brought up, he was like, I'd love for you to come in and play Julius Caesar. And, and his idea with that was kind of that, uh, he wanted Julius Caesar, the, per- the person playing that to kind of be an outside eye onto the whole, hmm. I think is how he, how he described it to me. Mm-hmm. And so he he was like, well, having someone like an alum who um, isn't quite as connected? I mean, like I know, I know all these guys on here, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, like, like not quite as connected with like the entirety of the cast, you know. And I th- it would kind of create this like uh, a, just a certain dynamic that I think we we get to explore a bit with the play. So it's okay. been really nice. It's been a lot Interesting. of
0: fun. Yeah. Are you in Chicago right now?
3: Yes. Yeah. Still okay. in Chicago.
0: Okay. That's cool. So, I mean, that is part of this Zoom theater yeah. experience—is that you know, all of the the closeness uh, that the cast can create, you know, being in the same room and rehearsing and all of that together for such a long period of time. I mean, how do you guys recreate that
3: over the computer? Is it difficult? I mean, yeah, it's definitely got its challenges, you know? I mean, first and foremost, you know, we have rehearsals every every night in the week and I'm two hours ahead, you know? Oh, right. Um, our eighties on the East Coast, she's three hours ahead. I, I think we even have some... uh uh, foreign exchange students that are like in other countries mm. wow and so it's like it's really I, I think it's it's really cool it, like our ability to try and find that um that connection that intimacy in the scenes that need it like these things it, it's really it, it has challenges but I think that's also um part and parcel to how Irwin kind of likes to work with these shows as it is um where he like it, its main focus is on addressing what's in the room or in this case you know what's on the screen mm. Um, and and finding those connections best we can with mm-hmm. whatever we have, which is most of the time just the language, you know, very mm-hmm. bare bones. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think I think Zoom's actually lending itself pretty well to this pro to this production because it's it really is just like what do we have? It's the language.
1: Mm. That is that's intriguing, you know. That's something that kind of amplifies something I've been saying since we've started the the zooming on theater as Zoom that the theatrical forms or the theatrical presentations that are most, like, most impoverished, and I don't mean, like, literally don't have a budget, but just the ones that, (laughs) you know, use the fewest scenic and whatever Right, the most bare bones. Yeah, the most naked, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, They they kind of are scrappier with this because they don't, depend on that stuff so much already right so you're to leaning, lose it. yeah yeah losing it isn't like a arterial bleed the way it is for like the musical or something right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, totally agree yeah harry how has your experience been doing naked shakes on zoom you're you're playing mark antony correct yes how, how is that
4: Um, It's been really fun. It's also not my first time doing a Naked Shakes production. And it's not my first time doing a Zoom play Mm. either. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done a few and they aren't, you know, they're obviously not the same as traditional theater. And to me, they're not as fun, but um, you can still you can still make great art. I think, even on Zoom, and you can still have great scenes and build relationships, and the language is all still there. Yeah, right. And focusing on that a lot, I think, has been helpful for me. I mean, obviously, you don't have to memorize a lot of blocking, so that helps. Right. You just focus more on <laughs> your relationships and, and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: Oh, that, that I'm always happy to hear the students are having fun. I mean... Oh, I think right?
0: that that's hugely important as Cause a part of that's the what the theatrical COVID killed
1: second, right? Yeah, it's it killed like, fun. It killed fun. <laughs> it's trying to kill fun. For
0: well, us. I'm I'm curious when you say you know it's not as fun. I mean, I think that the audience, you know, may feel kind of the same way. It's a little bit less fun, but as you said, there are different aspects to focus on right. rather than uh, the general feeling of being in the room you know instead you're getting really to focus on the language you're getting to focus on the relationships between the characters
1: yeah or maggie like we said last week or when in our last pod when we talked about hamilton you also kind of get the best seat in the house oh yeah so that you have kind of this ideal you know position vis-a-vis what's happening what they have selected to show to us we can see in an ideal way. And it's like TV that way, I suppose.
0: But yeah. That's interesting. You get it very close up. So yeah. that's different than the theatrical yeah. acting form.
1: Plus, and um, maybe uh, Harry, you could speak to this, that there's a, a sense of commute. Like, I feel like when theater companies decide to do a zoom production, what they're saying is we're still, you know, we're still here. We're still, thinking about the, we're still doing this, you know? Yeah. You're still doing the work. Right. And, um, did, did you, do you feel that at all when you're even rehearsing?
4: Yeah, definitely. I think that it's important that we still have this and we can still all come together on this. And what I find interesting is that with naked shakes, there's always a lot of people who have never done a play before doing Mm, it. Right. And now their first play they've ever done is a zoom play. I just wonder (laughs) <laughs> what that's like, and if they'll ever continue to do mm. a contemporary play. Mm. And another right. great thing about being on Zoom is that you don't have to pay for tickets. I right. can, I can have my grandma who lives, you know, five hundred yeah. miles away, still see the play when she wouldn't normally be able to. That's right. So there are a lot of positives in how many people can access the work.
1: Absolutely true. Yeah, we've noticed that too. Um, Shekinah, can I ask you about your role as Cleopatra?
5: Yeah, um, it's one of the most exciting roles I've ever done, despite it being on Zoom. Um, I think it's, oh, she's such a complex character, and since we're on Zoom, And where, you know, it's more bare than ever. Naked Shakes is more bare than ever. It's just me and her as a character. There's no glitz and glam. There's no, you know, not really lighting none of this. It's just you and your character and figuring them out and how you can portray them effectively on the Zoom platform. And I think uh, when we talked about it with Erwin it's like embracing our new normal on Zoom and still being able to connect because you're looking at a camera, you know, when we want to look into the camera and um, not on our screens, it's like you're looking at a green dot, you know, right. mm-hmm. so just finding ways to connect with my um, partners in scenes and just get the fullest out of my character has been rough, but we've really been working it and You know, just playing Cleopatra, I found out so many different things that I never knew about her other than like the main story. And I think that's what Immortal Longings is really trying to highlight. It shows obviously Mark Antony's arc throughout everything from him being in Rome, Caesar's assassination, to being in Egypt with Cleopatra. And then it also highlights um, the fact that Julius Caesar and Cleopatra had a love affair and they actually had a son. So it goes into that. So I think I'm learning so much about her and the in, and ins and outs of her and how she really felt about the world around her and how she was viewed. There was a lot of xenophobia and, you know, they casted her as the other because mm-hmm. she was Egyptian, you know, foreign to them, she didn't look like them. And so just exploring that and her being a leader in such a, you know, sexist world, you know, and it being so patriarchal is so interesting because she was still revered. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think just throughout this play, you learn so much more um, because it's put together. You learn like how everything is interconnected and how the characters really all um, in some way or another somehow, yeah, it's like a circle. It's full circle with this this production.
1: So um, I hear you saying that an audience member could go and enjoy this, even if they hadn't recently read these three plays or three or more plays, even if they didn't have a solid command of sort of that moment of Greek history, um, because the play production itself and the way Irwin's created the script kind of assists, you know, kind of carries us through all these shifts and changes in story.
5: right there's a lot of um there's narration there's like a narration part he's made one of the characters also a narrator and it takes you through and gives you some history as well Hmm. so in between scenes if maybe you didn't understand or if there's something that we had to cut the narration really does fill that in and it helps explain um it, it helps explain the plot because shakespearean language can be pretty elevated and especially in antony and cleopatra the language is uh it's a little bit different from Shakespeare's earlier plays in the way that it's more complex. So.
1: Mm, that's interesting. What, um, not to put you on the spot, but do you remember what year Antony and Cleopatra was written? oh all okay spots. never mind
0: it's okay <laughs> that's fine I was,
1: just, uh, I was like oh that's a later player wait when is you know um I it was later uh let me think. <laughs> okay no no, no that's, that's fine okay. that's why we have google that's
5: fine you don't need to know these things <laughs> I, think, I think it was first performed in like six 1607, I believe. That's pretty Not sure when it was written. I do know it was performed around then. I think, yeah, 1607.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you very much. I'm sorry I (laughs) shouldn't have asked. Um, No. It's like asking somebody, you know, their age or something. How much do you weigh? How much do you weigh?
0: (laughs) Don't answer that. So Now, this has been uh, broken up into two parts. Is that correct? We have a part one and a part two. Yeah. Okay. And now what do you recommend? Do you recommend seeing uh, different parts on different days or do you recommend doing the whole thing through?
5: Um, I think it really comes down to preference, but I think I personally would watch like the different parts on the different days, like how we're starting with um, the Julius Caesar half on one night and then going to Antony and Cleopatra because sitting down and watching things on Zoom it proves hard for me, just because you know when you're staring at a small screen, eyes could start to run, you know. Right. And- it's kind of the tension span, you know, Mm -hmm, it's it's mm -hmm. hard. And I definitely understand that, especially with it just being on this platform. But yeah, I would recommend um, watching them apart because it's lengthy. Mm -hmm. And if you really want to get the most out of it, I feel as if um, you should split them up just so you can really dissect what you just watched. Um, On the other hand, I do think some people might want to watch the full thing just so they don't, you know, they can see the full arc in one show the full arc of how everyone's interconnected. So you don't like forget anything and see how it's so intertwined.
0: Ooh. Yeah. That, I think that would be my preference, Anna. What would your preference be? Would you sit through the whole, do the whole thing in one sitting? Well, not one sitting, but in one day. Yeah. Yeah. I would too. I would. <laughs> yeah. I definitely would. Well, I mean, the performers, the performers have to do it. Right. And I want to be especially there. Especially
1: with you. Then with that's, the performers. That's another cool thing about Zoom is I can turn to Maggie and say, what's, what happened? Wait, who's that guy? Where did he come from?
0: <laughs> who is this narrator?
1: What is going What's on? Going on. I love it. <laughs> I, I mean, that's something I like. Well, it you know, Cleopatra is known to be kind of one of those Shakespearean roles for uh, that that depicts an older woman. There's there aren't that many who get to be of a heroic stature like Cleopatra. So I know that you're not Cleopatra age. So how was, how was it playing somebody in kind of more mature role like this?
5: Uh, I think it's definitely different. You have to find the places that you do relate on, you know, Mm. because clearly I don't have kids. I'm not the ruler of a
1: a vast empire.
5: (laughs) Um, I don't have servants. I I really, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm a student, but I think the way that I do that is just finding the places that I can relate to her, you know, feeling passionate about something, loving someone that she would do almost anything for them, you know, uh, pushing, you know, um, I would say definitely she's a feminist and I feel like I can relate to that. So I'm like, OK, so she's trying to be um, she's really trying to make her place in a world that, you know, is not. woman. And um, I could really relate to that. So it's just finding those things that I can relate to her on and then playing that and connecting on that level. Because clearly, like, I can't, I cannot connect with (laughs) ruling a kingdom. But I know Erwin just really told me, like, there's things that you can connect her with. And that's what you should focus on. And it, it really did help me figure out ways to portray her in a genuine fashion.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm in our our um, next guest on the pod after uh we've talked to you all a little more is going to talk to us about African American theater mm-hmm. and um I wondered what your experience cuz you were talking about Cleopatra how she was understood as being the other by at least by Shakespeare it, it do you think um it does that play into your portrayal of this role as well or like are, do you feel like the sort of production itself acknowledges your the fact that you're black?
5: I think so. Um, I think it comes out in the way that I play Cleopatra and how she's referenced and how she acknowledges how people see her Mm -hmm. Um, in the production. Irwin definitely kept in a lot of the lines where Cleopatra talks about how the Romans view her as a whore and how they make fun of how Uh, they do things in Alexandria and um, the way that Egyptians are viewed and how they make her to be when she's really not that way at all and it's funny because even growing up like learning a little bit about Cleopatra that's all I knew is oh she was in a love affair with Mark Antony she was this seductress blah 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 but you know learning about her and just reading reading a lot about her and then playing her I don't see her that way at all but it was how she was painted and I, I think that definitely plays into today's world too, and me being a black woman. And um, I definitely thought about it a lot because I can relate to that. So I think it definitely does come out in the script just based on what Irwin chose to keep.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. Well, I'd like to throw that question out to the rest of the cast. I mean, what is it like to play this in terms of casting that are, is just very different than something maybe Shakespeare would have imagined?
2: Um. Well, I, I guess for me, as a Brutus, I doubt that the Globe Theater would have a black actor playing this this type of role.
1: Seems unlikely. So, mm-hmm.
2: Shakespeare, <laughs> yeah. Shakespeare maybe would be a little taken aback seeing right. it, but at the same time, Brutus's conflict and personality is one that could be universally found. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what your racial identification or really any type of identification that you hold dear to you. And so, I mean, everyone has experienced having to make a tough choice and everyone has probably experienced being in charge of something else. And so I try to think of that, at least for this world specifically, more along those human lines than... And racially because it, it does I feel Antony and Cleopatra really does bring in the concept of the other and xenophobia and everything that kind of was talking about mm-hmm. but Julius Caesar is more about hierarchy and, and class and whatnot which obviously can be very easily intersected with race but I don't think it's as commented on in the primary play as it does in the latter
1: mm-hmm that's interesting mm-hmm. yeah um because there we're talking about romans among romans yeah
2: mm-hmm.
1: um well thank you for that for that insight i'd like to ask each of you and then i think we'll do this to close why give me one reason why you think people should tune in to this zoom play um how about cyrus let's start with you what's one reason to tune in
2: Well, I think one reason uh, that doesn't even necessarily have to do with the play itself is that anything cultivated with the amount of energy and effort and love and dedication that we have been given to this, that we have been giving to this production and that we will be giving to this production will inevitably be a piece that will hit you internally.
5: Mm.
0: Well
2: said. That is well said. So everybody in this cast, uh, the people who are are veterans, the people who are kind of just starting, people right in the middle, everybody you could tell is is giving it their all and and trying new ways. And because we don't have an option to just not do theater. You know, we can't just sit around and twiddle our thumbs and just hope for the days where things are normal again. Like, we have to do this. And since we have to do this, we, we might as well do it right. So you could watch something that is being created out of need and almost desperation. And that will, of course, become memorable at the very least.
1: Nice. Nice. Um, thank you. And uh, Jared, give me a pitch for this show.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that. Um hmm. one of the reasons people will want to be watching this right now is especially because of how poignant it is to today and 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 I think we see that a lot you know there's a, like there's been a lot of productions of like Julius Caesar uh happening you know in the past right. 4 years sure. especially but um yeah. I think yeah. you know uh <laughs> but I, think I I think I funny. think specia- yeah <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you 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 put it together, you know, especially with Antony and Cleopatra, and you're seeing like the entire history of all this, and mm-hmm. um, and I don't think our our production's as heavy-handed as as, uh, to say like this is today, but I think it is um aided by our our you know Barbus narrator, in in making the correlations between okay these are the people in power that we see, and this is. Uh, this, uh, this, this is how a power is abused. Um, this is, uh, how people see fate, how they fight fate. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of dialogue to be had about all of that and, and in terms of its relevancy to our current history. And so. I I find it really interesting and I think that people will also find it interesting and have something to say about it. And uh, whatever that is that they say, I think that there will be dialogue to be had about it. And so I'm really interested to have people watch this to to see that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's super important for theater to accomplish whether you're on zoom or on the boards.
3: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, Harry, is there a way, maybe, you know, are, are, is the audience gonna interact at all? Like, maybe in a post-show discussion about? Do you do you know anything about that, Harry? Harry, are you? I'm dead?
4: sorry, I didn't quite catch that question.
1: Oh, I'm talking very lightly, I guess. Um, well, if is there going to be an opportunity for the audience to have some reflection, to ask questions, sort of the kind of thing you do in a post-show or or a lobby talk of some kind? Do you know?
4: I don't know. I don't know if any of my other actors know.
1: Yeah. I I just think that, you know, with the audience not being there, sometimes Zoom is kind of an opportunity to, you know, talk to the cast in a new and
0: kind of different way. Yeah, you have a different level of accessibility. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, I, as far as I understand, we have a we have a post-show discussion oh, after oh, every show. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And so and if there isn't, I'll talk to Erwin and we'll we'll make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> oh, good. Very good.
1: Very good. <laughs> no,
3: but I mean, you both know Erwin, too. He loves that kind of stuff. Oh, you know? yeah. So yeah. like he he'll he'll want us to all discuss it. Yeah. So I think there'll be plenty of opportunity for that. Yeah. I
2: mean, the, the way I understood it is that we are going to have that post show discussion, but it's not going to be like everybody just turns on the video and we have like a huge talk or something like that. Right. Like the way that we did it in the, in the other UCSB Zoom productions is that after the reading or the play, then, you know, we would just open up the chat and everybody could drop in questions. And then there would be some mediator mm. that would just pose the questions to the uh, the cast members or or the director or Great. or whatever yeah, and then answer that way and that was actually pretty efficient
1: yeah nice okay thank you for that info we'll add that but but Harry I wanted you to I wanted to hear what you had to say about reasons maybe other reasons we should tune into this show
4: yeah I think a big reason Irwin wanted to do a huge play like this is that he isn't satisfied with where Zoom theater is at Mm. and just, he thinks, and I think I agree with him that it can go to another level. And I think that this play takes Zoom theater to another level that maybe a lot of people haven't seen before. I think that if you're going to see a Zoom play, then this is one of the most ambitious ones. And I think, in my opinion, one of the most effective ones to capitalize on that medium.
0: Intriguing. Yeah. Intriguing. Yes, very, very intriguing. This is something that we've been discussing for yeah. a while, you know, both on and off the microphone, which is how do you make Zoom theater more effective? Because it really, I mean, you it's can. A, it's tough. It's yeah. tough because it's tough there movie. of all those reasons that we were talking about, yeah. you know, it's you just got to have the staying power to be in there. Mm hmm. So I'm I'm really curious to see this.
1: Yeah, me too. That yeah, was a, that's that was a good sell. Harry, yeah. Um, and finally Shekinah, the what's a it's a little marketing tagline for this show. Why should we see it?
5: um i would say this is an important play to watch because it allows you to see how the past mirrors the present Mm. it is an election year and in julius caesar they're debating on whether or not he should be a king and they ultimately end up taking his life because they feel like he could potentially be a dictator Mm. i mean we have an election coming up right and currently there are conversations about what democracy really means and what a free and fair election looks like and um there is a lot of turmoil, I think, um, in the political landscape right now in this country and outside of it, just with normal civilians in everyday life. We're fighting for a lot of different things. So um, I think this play is important to watch because it could give you insight to what we're going through right now mm-hmm. and um, struggles with power and the real idea of democracy and what democracy means for me versus what democracy means for you.
0: Hmm. Ooh, nice. Awesome. Very
1: good. Well, thank you all so much for coming and telling us about this wonderful play, Immortal yeah, Longings.
0: We're very excited. We're, we will put the yes. information up on our website so that everyone can uh, figure out how you can log into Zoom to see this. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, thank guys.
3: You. Thank Thanks you all. so much, y'all.
0: if they
1: decide to be acting I think they all could be salesmen what do you think I think so
0: I mean we're definitely going to watch that I am that. definitely
1: watching and I'm going to watch back
0: to back yeah I'm I definitely going to watch back to back as okay. well I really want to see how they uh, mesh it together and how they bring these two plays to fruition at once yeah so check either our
1: website for the dates or Naked Shakes at UCSB for Absolutely. the dates and times bye